Welcome to Openly Spoken, the podcast to help you show up, speak out, and be seen. I'm your host, Celia Antonio, women's empowerment mentor, mindfulness expert, and quantum self-love coach. Every week, you'll hear real and unfiltered stories from me and my guests covering topics around spirituality, self-expression, womanhood, healing, love, relationships, and more. My intention with this podcast is to help sensitive, spiritual, ambitious women fully step into their potential so that you can live a life you love with every cell and every fiber of your being. And I get that it's not easy to fit into a box. So I bring in a variety of topics to feed your multifaceted self. You can find me over on Instagram at selfexpressbabe and info on where to find my guests are always going to be in the show notes below. I am so grateful that you're here and I invite you to now set an intention, sit back, relax, and receive what is coming through to you on your headphones right now. Take what resonates, leave out what doesn't, and give yourself time to reflect. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's dive in. Hi, and welcome to Openly Spoken. If it's your first time here, hello, my name is Celia. I'm so grateful that you're here. If you're a longtime listener, I'm so thankful that you're here. I also want to remind you, if you are a longtime listener, if you would please leave the podcast a review over on Apple, over on Google, wherever it is that you listen to this podcast, we're on like seven different platforms now. But that would very much be appreciated and be received with so much love and so much gratitude. So today for today's episode, very interesting topic about using astrology to create your branding. And I am sitting down and talking with Alice D'Olive. And Alice helps entrepreneurs monetize their personality and expand their reach through magnetizing personal branding empowered by the stars. So we talk all about astrology and how to use it to create your branding. We talk about brand story and we also go off on a little tangent about our own journeys with yoga and how that helped us find ourselves and get more clear on who it is that we are. Because that's the thing with like personal branding. It's so important to have this deep anchor in yourself, in knowing yourself and getting to know yourself and diving deep into what makes you tick, what are your natural gifts and all of that stuff. So without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited that we're finally here. And I want to give you space to introduce yourself to the people who are listening. Oh, thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I am Alice Olive. And I basically help people monetize their personality. Now, ask me how. <laughs> <laughs> how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, in many forms. Um, you know, it's interesting because I like to give a little bit of a background of where I come from, um, what I've done beforehand to reach this, this stage. And on my LinkedIn bio, we're going to read, started as a yoga teacher, now I'm here. <laughs> Now, how often do people come from being a yoga teacher to being a marketer? I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I have the same experience. Of... Really? <laughs> I seem to attract like yoga teachers and former yoga teachers. I don't know why. 
Oh, that's so cool. Interesting. Yeah, I don't see a lot of former yoga teachers or especially yoga teachers that went to marketing, but that's yeah. cool. Interesting. Um, yeah, but I've been a lot of things. Uh, I've started, I guess, as a yoga teacher, then astrologer, healer, um, and then eventually just went um, into marketing because <clears throat> that's that's where I just find myself in business. You know, I just love being business and working with that. I'm sure you as a um, Capricorn moon will understand that because I'm a Capricorn <laughs> rising also. So I really like things that are practical and tangible. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, you know, speaking a bit about astrology, and which is one of the tools that I use, um, that's the way, that's the form that I really got to see myself and find my talents and be here where I am now and even find myself so early on in my life since I'm like 19, 20 and I've been working with astrology and and yoga and healing, which feels very, very true to my soul. And we're always evolving, you know, there's no one purpose for the rest of your life. We always evolve into the next thing that we are meant to share with the world. And this is where I am right now. And I feel like we're always at a stage where everything just comes together, right? All of Mm -hmm. your best experiences come together into this one unique thing that only you can share with the world. And then in 10 years time, it's going to be a completely different thing. And I just find that beautiful. Mm, And that's, and I love connecting the dots um, on that through astrology, a little bit of human design, understanding your story where you come from what's important to you and that's how we create um essentially a whole marketing your brand story your how -hmm. authentically you show up online Mm -hmm. and and yeah that's so cool I've never came across someone who like uses like looking at your astrology chart and stuff to like create your brand that's so interesting uh you use human design for that too right or is that something yeah. you're starting to work into? Mm-hmm. I'm not. A, I'm definitely not an expert in human design. I am just now dipping my toes. Um, okay, Ooh, but I'm finding... like definitely going to like deepen the work. And like you said, we're always like evolving. So that's. Oh, I'm excited to see that. <laughs> so deep, so deep. It's amazing. I was telling. I was talking to a friend of mine who's a human design reader. As I was studying my own human design chart and like my purpose and what I'm meant to do here. And I was like, oh my gosh, you can't make this shit up because it just so <laughs> it goes so hand in hand with astrology that it's like impossible for a human to have made this. It could only have been mm. channeled. <laughs> mm. It's just so divine, so perfectly aligned with astrology, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 I love too that you mentioned that like all our experiences from our past come together eventually because I've definitely had so many moments in my life where I'm like what am I doing with my life why is everything falling apart or like being really confused and stuff and now I see like oh okay I got fired from that job because of that or like I have these type of parents because of that or I studied like everything everything really does come together and it really does like create like as humans we each we all have our own super unique life experience and that that gives us like space to have like a super unique voice and then bringing astrology into it too (laughs) and then literally translates into your brand story you know like your life story is your brand story is what you bring to the table is what differentiates you from other coaches and other entrepreneurs and other 
um, businesses, you know. So it's really about owning your voice and your authentic nature and showcasing that in the most um, magnetic way possible. And human design really helps us. I feel like human design really helps us um, magnetize the way we show up. However, for me, and I might be biased to say because I come from background of astrology, but for me, I feel like astrology gives us a foundation of okay these are the tools or these are the the these are the skills that i am naturally good at this is how um it comes natural for me to show up online or this is what people feel attracted to me for um this is how it's ideal for me to work on my day-to-day this is how it's auspicious for me to make money so i don't have to hustle so that it just mm-hmm. comes easy and naturally so for mm-hmm. me, astrology has definitely given me a foundation. And now I'm learning human design, how um, our Mercury and our sun, they play out in our marketing and how we show up and how we communicate about our offerings and our brands and obviously our energy type as well, whether you're a manifestor, I'm a manifestor. And mm-hmm. so it's just, it, I'm just fascinated. And I, <laughs> and I think it's such a game changer when we use that intentionally to just propel our message forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so cool. (laughs) I'm curious, like, I want to, I don't know if I want to ask you like to give a specific like example of like, let's say we were, let's say someone was listening who was trying to like look at their astrology chart and create a brand. Or if I want to add, like, there's like one astrology question I like want to ask. <laughs> yeah, go for so it. I don't know. You pick. What, what do you want me to ask you? <laughs> yeah, hit me with the question. Um, so I'm what I'm curious about, something that I recently learned was the south node and north node of like, what I learned about it was that like, that's supposed to be like the journey you go through in life or something. I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, and I know that my South node is in Leo and my North node is Aquarius, but I don't know what it means <laughs> this is a and how one. that ties to, to my branding. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So there are different layers to it. Um, I love I love the nodes in astrology. I absolutely love them. I go through phases where I am obsessed with different parts of astrology. You know, right now, these days, I'm more obsessed with the North Node and South Node because our, the nodes in astrology are basically our purpose in this lifetime. However, our purpose in astrology is different from the quote-unquote purpose that we, you know, that we carry in, that we live in our day-to-day lives and that most of us are trying to find or trying to live it, Right. So mm-hmm. our purpose in astrology may or not, may not be related to career and money and mm, work related. Gotcha. In your case, from what I can imagine from your chart, I think your North Node is in the um, 11th house, perhaps. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> How do, do I find house? that out? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. Honestly, like the only thing I have is CoStar and it doesn't say like North or South Node in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit limited, but um, you can send me a photo. 
<laughs> yeah oh my gosh I, I can't tell you how many times people say that to me and I'm like guys I'm not a computer I'm not <laughs> I can't I can't do this math on my head it's impossible it's virtually possible I mean actually back in the days astrologers you should write you should draw this but I'm terrible in math so I could never <laughs> yeah no that's um, interesting they would use math to figure that out yeah, astrology is essentially like very math based. You know, back in the days when there were no computers, so you would literally, you know, draw the calculations and, and draw it on paper, the chart, the actual chart. Mm-hmm. Super fascinating. But I'm I glad no I was I'm born in the digital age because <laughs> it's much more practical. But you can send me a photo of your chart later and I'll tell you where it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, but okay, but you know what? Most people actually don't have their North Node, um, their nodes of astrology in the areas of career, money, or purpose, actually. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if you have it or not because I can't visualize your map, your chart from my mind, but essentially the North Node is the is the mission, is the is a team that we are here to experience in life, is the is the mm-hmm. karma, if you say, you know. And um, essentially, the North Node is the direction in which we eventually walk toward in, in life. And the South Node is, is almost like our comfort zone. It's, um, mm. it's, a, it's chains that keep us bound to the past, both the past yeah. in our current life, you know, when you were a kid, um, as well as the past in past lives, if we believe in it. And the goal is for us to, for us to detach from these chains from the past and walk towards the other end which is always challenging right because we want to stay in our comfort zone however what we also need to take into account is that the south node is there for a reason and we have learned valuable lessons so you have south node in leo right yeah in leo so oh my god showing up for you it's like so easy you know you (laughs) have an innate sense of confidence and now your purpose in aquarius north node in aquarius is to focus more on the on the like with the community not focused not being so self-centered which can be a trait mm-hmm. uh, a negative trait of this positioning but yeah. focusing more on the community and giving to the community so humanitarian causes are, are very auspicious um and just being surrounded by community in general networking being part, being parts of groups etc so our south nodes um you know the past that we bring into this lifetime we are meant to use the best things about it as a strength and carry with us to propel us towards our north node which is the direction in which we are meant to go mm-hmm. interesting thanks for sharing that yeah with me. <clears throat> yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> um but you know in terms of how you would go about defining your brand and um, the work that I do, which is really monetizing your personality, mo- learning how to monetize your talents. There are many ways to go about this. Um, me personally, I usually, if you're, if you're someone that is in a stage of just finding out, you know, rediscovering yourself and trying to understand what your talents are, what you're good at, um, either a bird chart, an astrology chart, or human design chart are great places to start because through the through specific houses so for example the second the sixth the tenth houses these are areas of life that show you your gifts and what you meant to bring to the world in terms of career um, ways that you can make money how you meant to live your day-to-day life 
Um, I'll give an example. When I was, you know, studying astrology and I understood that my day-to-day life, which is a sixth house, I have Gemini where, you know, it's a mom that is basically the epitome of a multitasker. And that's literally me. And I'm actually productive <laughs> when I am multitasking. Like it's, it's, yeah, it is, you know, <laughs> and it's also someone that gets bored very easily. And that, you know, starts something and doesn't finish. And I would always beat myself up for it for starting like a course or a book. I literally read like five books at the same time. <laughs> I do the same. Me- <laughs> ah, I do the same. <laughs> <laughs> it takes it takes years to finish one book <laughs> <laughs> and when I learned that I finally understood why I didn't last long in any job that I've ever had I think my mm. maximum would be like six months <laughs> okay you know so just these things it allows you to understand what is your your, your blueprint and teach you to just decondition from what society tells us that it's acceptable like oh you're you're not good enough because you can last enough in a job or you're, you're, you're not good enough because you never finish what you start. Some people are not meant to finish what they start. Some people are not meant to finish like a, a, a course mm. that they take, like a university course or, you know, mm. so understanding, first of all, understanding your unique blueprint and how you work, how you've been designed. It's essential to first understanding yourself, obviously, but also how you're meant to navigate in this life and how who you're meant to serve, who you're here to serve, how, you know, through what form and how you're meant to show up. And that's your branding. That's the tent house. That's what I love to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other part of the question? So if um, I have a question about what you said. So you said how you're meant to show up shows up in your tent house is that right is that what you just said so how you might show up it's very abstract it's a very broad subject right it can mean so many things oh, okay, but okay. what i mean like how you meant to show up so how you meant to show up it can be your first house which is like your ascendant as well as mm. a tenth house and the tenth house is more geared towards career and that's what i focus more when we're talking about career because that's your branding it's essentially who you want to be it's kind of like who you want to be when you grow up and okay. how you want people, how you want to be perceived by people. Whereas your the first house, aka your rising sign, the ascendant, it's how you are naturally perceived by people. You you can't even help it. That's just how you're seen. You know, it's like a um, a facade, a must, uh, yeah, a facade that you that you wear for people. You know, the, the people that don't know you as close you know who your true self you're mm-hmm. I, I go I, I go in a tenant now and going too deep into astrology but that's not really relevant <laughs> for most people I, I digress but it's okay um, because the the reason why why I asked that uh in the 10th house you said it was like how you show up because then I wanted to ask like my follow-up question was going to be okay so if someone if someone listening has their you said it was also first house. So now I don't know which house let's say an example, someone listening has their first house in, I don't know. Uh, what's a, what's a sign? <laughs> My mind's going blank. Let's say someone has let's their see, first house in Scorpio. Aries. Like what? Okay, okay. Aries. Let's do Aries. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would typically be like a way for them to, to work around their brand? Yeah, that's a perfect, that's a perfect question. Yeah, that's exactly, (laughs) that's exactly it. Um, 
with Aries in the 10th house, it's a month that is the archetype of the, the hustler, the entrepreneur, the, the go-getter. Aries is the warrior, is the archetype of the warrior. So we want to show someone who is who is out there, who is doing unique stuff, who is um, being creative, original, who is um, being a thought leader, who is essentially being a leader and paving the way, right? So doing things first. Um, we, it's, it, I can't really generalize so much because yeah. there, there's a lot of, a lot more things about such as planets that can be there, um, yeah. the conversations that the planets have with one another. But I would say for, you know, for most people out there listening, if you want to get started with astrology to understanding how to shape your brand and how you can become more magnetic to people. First, understanding who you are. So your sun sign, which is the typical astrology that you read in horoscopes. Second comes the rising sign. So that's how people, how, that's how you're naturally perceived by people. That's the first impression that people have of you. Um, and if you want to go deeper into it, then understanding your 10th house and what sign is there. Not everyone can identify that, but understanding uh, what sign is right at the top of your of your chart underneath the letters mc that's the mid heaven so the sign that is there shows um career paths that are aligned with you and how you meant to show up so um if you have do you know what you have in your mid heaven no <laughs> i i do have a i have a book here that i like to use called moonology and in in this book there's like a little thing to figure out like what house the moon is in i don't know if that is helpful mm. <laughs> yeah no not really the moon, no it's not moon. okay it's different no no okay. yeah we're talking about i like to do um <laughs> i like to do rituals for the full moon and the new moon mm-hmm. i always like set intentions set intentions and stuff and it'll say like the new moon is in Gemini, for example. Um, that means it's in your, I don't know, 10th house or whatever. Yeah, house. yeah, exactly. It's perfect. It's perfect. I, that's how I live my life. honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, however, around um, the moon, you mean? <laughs> um, also and around astrology cycles. Okay. However, lately I would, uh, yeah, I would like to maybe even share the other side of that because it's becoming so popular these days to follow rituals and um you know follow follow the moon and where it's at and money fast together with the moon and that's beautiful that's amazing it makes me so happy that you know this knowledge is getting out there more and more however um i even wrote an article about this um it's, it's titled i'm an astrologer and i stopped reading horoscopes here's why <laughs> <laughs> when you know so much it can be quite um you can get you can make you really anxious and that's that's mm. where i was at i was i was literally knowing what was about to happen i was like oh my gosh mm. it's gonna be the new morning taurus i'm gonna find a love and where is it it's not coming <laughs> literally <laughs> literally and i was so anxious because i knew and not only i knew astrologically speaking but I, my intuition knew and then in the reality was on there so i was like okay i need to stop reading all horoscopes or trying or doing oracle readings or trying to just try to see what's ahead or what's around the corner because what's the point right sometimes you just need to be in the present moment um surrender to the process so 
right? Yeah. And so that's the other side of the spectrum that I would really like to emphasize. Um, sometimes we don't need to follow rituals or follow the moon because that can actually um, bound us and limit us in a way. I recently, you know, I felt very limited because I wanted to manifest, I don't know, a certain thing, let's say, I'm going to give a random example. Let's say I wanted to manifest love and then the moon was going through my areas of family and um, career. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to, I don't really want anything in my career now. I want love. So I have to wait another like six months for the moon to be in my area of love <laughs> to manifest. No, you get to manifest whenever, whatever you want. So I personally, that's what I am relearning for myself because yeah. for me it was so um rigid in my mind that oh the moon is in your 10th house so let's manifest and about career it doesn't have to be so black and white though it mm -hmm. really helps you know if you follow this yeah. to a t it works like a charm trust me i found my partner on my on the full moon of in my area of relationships it works like a charm you know <laughs> i always get clients sign up with me when there's a full moon in my areas of money it's like <laughs> it's perfect you know however if I want to manifest something outside of that then I kind of have to wait but we need to understand that we are that powerful you know <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that that you're like relearning this kind of like way of like being open to life and that has me curious like I love to share stories on this podcast and I love to also like invite whoever's listening and also myself as well being here like live on a zoom call with you to get to know you more and know like your your backstory like how is it that you how is it that you found astrology like you mentioned that at 19 like it was already so like intuitive for you what was happening in your life before that when you like discovered it and like when you started using it, like what happened in your life? And I'm so curious. I, I want to know all that. <laughs> yeah. When they say stars and my mind goes, but wait, which one? Because there's been so many turn, <laughs> turn around points, you know? Yeah. I <laughs> can yeah, no, relate. Like really <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I said, that was a moment where I was really glad to have had this tool to guide me because I was... I was basically lost. I was really lost. I didn't know what I was doing with my life. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. You know, when you're just in complete, in a completely messy situation that you're like, is this really, that you almost, at some point you wake up and then you can get away from it. And then you think, okay, this is happening. I don't want, that's not how I want my life to go. How can I change mm -hmm. the course of my life now? Mm -hmm. What can I do about it, you know? And um, yeah, I was around 18, 19 that I started learning astrology for real. I've always studied like low-key, dip my, my toes in it, but never really mm -hmm. as intense as I did when I was at, at then. And I'm so glad I did because then it just gave me ideas on what I was really here meant to do and how I was meant to serve the world and so initially I learned that that was through yoga and astrology at the mm. same time and through healing um, and then later on it just evolved and what is really amazing about it also is that it's not so limiting that astrology says 
oh, your career path should be um, in architecture or agriculture because it's related to home, let's say. No, it's not that limited. You know, that's why we get to pivot so many times because there's so many layers and layers and layers about it. And astrology doesn't give you a defined answer. It's always us. We are the, we're in the driver's seat, but mm -hmm. it gives us ideas and tips and insights into ourselves. And I always like to say that whenever you're reading, you're getting a chart read by, prof by a professional astrologer. It's not like, it's not like you're going to learn anything new. You're just going to be reminded of the things that you had, that you already knew, but you just forgot. <laughs> yeah. I've had my chart read once and it was that experience actually. <laughs> it, it was almost like a acknowledgement of who I am. And I'm like, yeah, I do do that. <laughs> yeah. That's literally what it is. So I, I always like to yeah. preface that. And it's amazing how we still, we still, we still want to remind ourselves of who we really are, right? Because we've been so conditioned for our lives. So it's, mm -hmm. we have so many great tools available for us these days. Yeah. And the piece too, about like remembering who we are, this modern life is just so fast and there's so many, so many narratives outside, so many like shiny things for us to pay attention to. So I love that. I love that you bring that up, that it like gets you to remember who you are. And I think that also like, I can see how the yoga can probably even help you with the branding piece, not like the physical, like stretching of yoga, but just like the philosophy side of understanding the human experience and like bringing that magic into like you creating your own brand, you creating your own life. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this question. I'm a little too flowy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. So you asked, I, I really love the, how you were, I went so abstractly, but um, yeah, I'm not sure if I have any comments on that because I didn't really understand. <laughs> yeah. That was a, that I, was a good I don't comment. really even remember what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was one of those things <laughs> it just comes up in conversation especially when we're talking about um what was it um about pivoting and mm. finding yourself again and again and mm, how to yeah. and how you show up you know the the before mm -hmm. we started recording how we talked about yeah. that so if you, I don't know if you want to share something about it and then we kind of go from there, just if you okay. talk in yeah. general, you know? Yeah, I would love to talk about that. That's actually like the whole idea of pivoting is actually like how this podcast was born, honestly. Oh. I had uh, last summer, I had like a launch uh, for a group coaching program and no one signed up. And I was kind of like, what am I doing? Like, why is, why is none of this working? I'm doing all the things that all these people are telling me to do and I'm showing up and no one's here. And I kind of, kind of had like a breakdown to my husband and one of my friends and they were both like, you've been wanting to start a podcast. Why don't you talk about this? Like this phase where you're like figuring things out and like learning and pivoting and stuff. And, um, I've pivoted my business so many times. <laughs> like I started out in marketing. You meant you, we mentioned in earlier from oh. being a yoga teacher to marketing. 
Uh, Wait, I'm, you were also a yoga teacher? Yeah. So. <laughs> Gosh, that's so interesting. I didn't understand that that was you. Also. Yeah. That is so cool. <laughs> I actually like even the yoga teaching thing kind of like that kind of happened by accident. I just went to, to yoga teacher training because like going to yoga class in the area I lived in was like really expensive. So I was like, let me just do a teacher training and then I'm going to know how to do yoga at home without hurting myself. <laughs> So I signed up for a training. And then at the end, I was like, the world needs this. Humanity needs this. I have to go teach. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then no, on a and side note, to this day, I love having that knowledge of yeah. just yoga to share with my several friends. Oh, and do yeah. you have this also? But I feel like as a yoga, as a former yoga teacher, I it's really hard for me to like to enjoy a yoga class. It's like it's like almost like ruined for me. <laughs> do you have that also or is just me who's really picky um I haven't been to a yoga class in a long time uh since before since 2020 actually I haven't been to a mm. yoga class um but the thing that would bother me about yoga class is if they weren't like if they would treat it like a workout and mm. and and skip the like meditation and breathwork side like if it was mm -hmm. very rigorous and very like mm -hmm. like I don't like power yoga it's not my thing or mm. um like what I really miss like where I where I started going to yoga and where I got trained and first was teaching was in Miami Beach in Florida and over there mm. it was very it was very spiritual like the place I went was mm -hmm. a was a bhakti yoga studio so mm. there was a lot of like um mantra chanting and a mm -hmm. lot of like devotion and love and stuff and then I moved to oh, yeah it was so nice and then I moved to Connecticut where it was like yoga was a workout and yeah I'm like no one yeah. says ohm in the class well, I'm like <laughs> I was missing it so then I started going to a Hindu temple just to have the like the the mantras and 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 all of that and it was very beautiful and I'm like I love this like so I guess that's kind of how like I won't enjoy other classes is like mm -hmm. I like it to still have that those roots in where it traditionally came from and uh yeah. if it doesn't have that I'm kind of like this isn't yoga this is like a a white version of yoga or like a yeah. western version of it you know <laughs> I get it and that's a problem in the states um you know I, I I'm from Brazil and in Brazil the roots of yoga are very much intact in a way um mm -hmm. actually one of my teachers she's from um, she's from Brazil, but she lives in Miami. And so I know that I know that some areas in the States, but I, I don't think it's the same studio because she, her studio is not um, Bhakti Yoga. Is she, her name, the name of the studio is Lila, Lila Shala, and her name is uh, Mayara Beckhauser. She's a Whitney okay. influencer, but from Brazil. So I don't think, probably okay, don't Because my her. teacher was from Brazil too. <laughs> oh, what's her name? Her studio is called Light Rail Yoga. It's, it wasn't a Bhakti Yoga studio. And she goes by Radha Krishna. She goes by Radha okay. Krishna. No, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Imagine that would be crazy. The coincidence. Yeah. So. That's why I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. No, I feel you on that one. But actually, it's funny because I really like power yoga. I, I like both sides. I like both the spiritual yoga as well as the more intense, strenuous workout type of yoga. Uh -huh. But um, for me, I feel like I'm just really picky and really particular. And I really, I'm that kind of person who likes things my way. 
I must mm-hmm. not in Irish. So I like things my way, you know, my way or the highway. <laughs> so it's really hard for me to enjoy yoga class because I think like, oh man, but it's either like, is it too like Hatha yoga, too boring, too slow, too like the same over and over again? Or is it actually, is usually how it goes. And I like more of a dynamic mm-hmm. flow. So anyway, yeah, I digress, yeah. but it's interesting. <laughs> I went to a class and when I lived in New York City, at um dharma yoga studio i think it's just called dharma yoga and uh i went because that's the teacher that like trained my teacher so i was like all right let me go to the source and he was so traditional that i i didn't enjoy it like yeah it's very there's so nuanced right there's yeah like if you do your own pose or variation like they'll come to your mat and be like you're doing it wrong I don't like that. Oh my gosh. I feel, <laughs> I feel, I feel like I'm such a, I'm such a bitch in a way when I go to another, another teacher's yoga class, because I know you are going to class and they're like, Oh, is this your first time? And then I actually, I don't say this because I'm a Capricorn rising and I, I like to, I, I think I keep this for myself, but, mm-hmm. and then, you know, inside I'm just like killing them. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> but like, I would like to say, if I had the, the guts to say, I was like, I'm a yoga teacher. You don't need to come and correct me. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, don't touch me. <laughs> I actually miss uh, what I miss most from be- before the pandemic was um, being touched during tri- Shavasana, like having someone massage my temples or like move really? my legs or like come around with oil. I miss that. Now I have so like funny. I have like COVID anxiety. I'm like, I can't go to your yoga class. I'm going to get COVID. <laughs> really? Oh my gosh. It's so funny how people are so different. I literally hate when I'm touched, especially, especially the Rishavasana. If really? someone touches me, I startle because I'm already in that <laughs> moment of surrender. So I really dislike it. That's so crazy, right? How it's yeah. so particular, so particular. Yeah. It's very interesting. <laughs> That's why it's nice when you have teachers, like uh, I would always bring like post-it notes and I would be like, if you don't want to touch me during Shavasana, put a post-it note on your mat so that I know to just skip you. Yeah, yeah we no, all have I, our I like, different needs. I like when <laughs> teachers ask in the beginning of the class how um, if you don't want to be touched, just let me know, you know, yeah. that's what I, that's what I used to do. But yeah, amazing. This could mm-hmm. podcast could have been only about, you know, former <laughs> yoga teacher experiences, giving tips. Sure. This, this always, <laughs> this has happened to me the last maybe like five episodes because like I found out that the person teaches yoga or used to teach yoga and then we start talking about <laughs> yoga. So I love yeah. talking about it. I don't, I don't meet a lot of yoga teachers or former yoga teachers, you know, so it's super interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and how did you go into marketing afterwards? So when I was teaching yoga, I right before was working for a startup yoga studio, not studio. They sold yoga clothes and I was doing marketing for them. And through them, I was like, I want to be a yoga teacher because part of my job was to interview yoga teachers and yoga studio owners for our blog. Mm -hmm. And just from hearing their life story of how yoga changed their life, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I want to do that. (laughs) So I, I signed up for that, that company went out of business and it was like such a crazy time in my life. Like I was just like waitressing. Cause I was like, I don't know what to do for work. Let me just like waitress so I could pay for my yoga teacher training. And, um, eventually I got office jobs again, where I was like doing a lot of things, but marketing was something I always like showed a strength in. 
Mm. So then when I started my business, I started doing, um, social media marketing and like logos and branding and stuff like that. But I knew from the beginning, because I taught, I taught yoga for six years and I loved it. It was like showing up to be me (laughs) and getting paid to just be myself. So when I started with the, with the marketing and and branding, I was like, I know that this isn't the ultimate of what I want to do, but these are the skills I have. And I know I want to go deeper with people. And just from like surrendering and staying open, I just kept pivoting and pivoting and pivoting. And now like what I'm doing, I'm like, yay. Okay. (laughs) It's, it's way deeper, but the, the mission behind it to help women express themselves is still the same, but I get to do it through coaching and through empowering them instead of by making them content for their Instagram. That is so beautiful. I love hearing that's the exact story that I love to that I love to tell in different formats, mm-hmm. right? Whether there is through your website copy or your social media posts. And it's about getting creative about how you share your story and what led you you to be who you are now and where you are now in life. And I had no idea about this this extensive extensive path that you've taken thus far. But it's so interesting, especially because all of this came after your your sudden um, return. So yeah, it, 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 it comes to stay. Yeah. It did. <laughs> you know, it came to stay. It's a it's a long sustainable new path that you've created. And it's very I have had a very similar um, experience also where I went back and forth to different things. Um, I did community management for yoga online yoga studio before I got into their teacher training so I was already into marketing at the time so mm-hmm. I had a little bit of like I went from like um a bit of marketing to yoga and then from yoga to marketing a bit back and forth but uh-huh. I agree with you yoga the yoga philosophy is amongst all of us all the time um mm-hmm. and I really like to I like to see it through the lens of the sankalpa the intention intention in which you do each thing, right? The intention in which you start your day, the intention in which you share a post, the intention in which you show up online, um, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's part of us. Mm-hmm. And with with yoga too, I like one of my favorite things about it, like of realizing about yoga, is that it's basically coaching basically coaching in like a different setting and with like a specific set of practices that like my transition into coaching was very like organic in a way Mm -hmm. and um even though I've gone through all these pivots if you scroll all the way back to my first Instagram posts they make sense with the content I share now (laughs) (laughs) you went full circle (laughs) yeah like they, like I was, I feel like I was on a specific path and then I went through all this crazy stuff in life. And then I went back to the path, but like with a deeper, like as a, as a changed human and like ready to go deeper in, in the same topics, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is so, be- that is really like so beautiful. I feel like you've, you're so on your path so in your purpose and especially because you have gone through all of that and 
you are out of your salary return. So you're really building a new chapter, a new uh, a new phase in your life. It would be very interesting to look into your year, the, the numeral, numerology of your year to see which number you're in. Because like me, for example, I'm in my year one. So it's like beauty, mm-hmm. everything from scratch mm-hmm. again. <laughs> Mm. so yours it might be something like that you know as you know kind of like starting you have started yeah. fresh in the past few years and now are rebuilding a new stage a new phase because you've already gone through that turmoil and now you're such a mm-hmm. much you're in such a much more stable ground and that's so beautiful thank you yeah. does that numerology thing go in like cycles of seven or eight or something nine cycles of nine Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm also not an expert in it, but <laughs> yeah, I like, I like using that as a tool and it's given me such understanding of the, the moment that I am in right now. Like we we're talking about before the recording, how, you know, allowing yourself should just die and parts of us should die. And, mm. you know, us in businesses as well are, are, are letting a business die as well. Mm. That's something I went through recently and so understanding that my numerology this year should just restart from scratch and building new, it just gave me a little bit more confidence to let things go and understanding that, okay, that was part of the last, my last path. And what do I want to rebirth as in this new one? And the pivot moment was when I understood that by rebirthing or restarting or pivoting is not necessarily like going from black to white just changing completely like you were um i don't know vegan for 10 years then you go to any media next day it's not necessarily like that it's not so so all or nothing because i'm a scorpio right so i'm all, <laughs> all about that i was like i was wondering like oh my gosh I've, I've been in marketing all this time should i now i don't know become a healer or something or going to a going to tech or going to a new career path that's what i was imagining but it's like no I can use all of my background, all of my um, my experience, and just recreate something new again within this that I already love yeah. and that I'm already good at. So this is actually like a, a simple insight that for me was so healing, um, mm. and to give me to give myself that um, permission to just reinvent myself. It doesn't you don't have to reinvent yourself all completely um, from scratch from nothing and rebuild something. You know you can. Just reinvent parts of your business or parts of yourself or parts of things in your life that are not working. Mm-hmm. I love that because like part of the part of the like fear when it comes to like realizing you need to pivot is like starting over from scratch of like everything I did was for nothing, you know? Uh, but then when we have that energy and we cling on to what it is that like whatever title or whatever kind of work that we were doing before that takes away our power, takes away our like magic and our potency. And then like that work doesn't become that like empowering, fulfilling work that it once was because it's time for us to let it go, you know? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And if you don't, it ends up burning you out yeah taking the life out of you or it can even reach to extremes where it's just not working anymore you know you you create something doesn't sell or you know you don't get paid or everyone all your clients leave 
So sometimes if you don't listen to the signs early enough, you end up just going to the extremes, which is unfortunately something that I still kind of attract in my life, extremes mm. in order to learn and grow and let things go. And I wouldn't, I would like to change that. You know, I would like to, from, in, I think from the last moment that it happened where I went to an extreme to learn the lesson, I was like, okay, okay, universe, I hear you. I need to <laughs> go, I need to move on. I mean, could I have been a little bit more gentle at least, you know, <laughs> after this, after this past experience, now I'm all, I'm more aware of it each any given moment where I am already feeling the call. My intuition is already telling me maybe something minor here and there that I need to change my posture, my attitude towards something or, you know, any, anything that is that just keep listening and take action now instead of just waiting until it's too late or until it's like a a big deal that you have to deal with you know mm-hmm. yeah I love all of this <laughs> <laughs> yeah we went on a completely like full circle about completely different things but I love it I, I'm feeling very yeah. mercurial mercurial lately you know just <laughs> talking about different things <laughs> yeah same I, mean, I was I feeling works. that mm-hmm yeah, I was feeling that too this morning. I went live today on Instagram and I usually don't have any notes, but before I hit live, I was like, I need to write a bullet li- like list of just five things I want to talk about because I feel like I'm go- going to go all over the place <laughs> and it really helped me. It really helped me. <laughs> yeah, I should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this was perfect. So oh, good. for anyone listening, um, what would be, hold on, let me like tune into what question needs to be asked. What would be like the, with astrology and with your whole like life in general, when it comes to building your brand and marketing your business and showing up online, what do you think has been the most like potent piece of advice that you've received yeah I'm gonna say something very um like on the other side of the spectrum that was possibly not expected but that okay now that I see it and remember it's it's been so healing and it's been so um literally life-changing for me to have accepted and um come to terms with it which is it's a quote from someone, I don't know. Spiritual healing doesn't lie in denying your pain, but in feeling it fully and surrendering to God. And mm. then the miracles begin. It's probably from A Course in Miracles because I mentioned God a lot. And you know, <laughs> from my relationship to it is that you can just replace God with whatever makes more sense to you. But um, you know, recently, and that's what caused me to pivot, and that's what causes a lot, most people to pivot, to pivot I would say, is um, this these things in life that happen, right? These dramas, this um, mm-hmm. this shit that happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, for me, I've always had this impression that I got from God knows where that if you're going through something challenging, you need to deal with your own shit. You need to um, 
you know, turn it down, don't show up, you know, just put mm-hmm. on some makeup and get yourself, make yourself pretty so that no one sees the mess that you're really in. You don't want to mm-hmm. just throw your mess all over the place out there, you know, just keep it mm-hmm. together, keep it contained within you. And that's, and I've been going through that through like such a messy period of my life in the past, like since last um, winter, since last autumn, even actually. And throughout this time I've just kept it for myself just literally Mm -hmm. just kept it not even sharing with friends or not online I'm not even talking about showing up online you know myself I'm not talking about that but I feel like the the lesson the takeaway for me personally and that I think could be so helpful for most people is understanding that you're still worthy of being seen of being paid Mm -hmm. being paid a lot of money even when you are a mess, even when you're in pain, even when you're grieving, even when you're suffering. For me, it was um, a coach who said that after that, even when we are in these moments, in these ups and downs, we are still energetic match to what we're calling in. That mm-hmm. was so healing just to understand that and just to accept that in my heart, that to know that I'm still, you know, I'm still seen by the universe i'm still a child of god in my own words that's how i would say it i'm still a child of god even when mm-hmm. i'm suffering i still deserve the things that i am manifesting and calling in so it's just to to give yourself permission to show up with messy hair no makeup <laughs> when you're feeling like yeah. shit sometimes you know can, that can be literally or metaphorically you choose whatever makes sense <laughs> to you for me it's metaphorically i will never show up like that <laughs> I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I know there's going to be at least one person in the world who listens to that and has like a little light bulb moment. Um, I have like a set of questions that I like to ask at the end of every episode, and then we'll dive into where to find you online. Okay. So the first question is what does self-love mean to you? Care care for myself tenderness love that and I feeling when you when you just kind of like hug yourself you know <laughs> mm-hmm. and then finish this phrase uh the way to my heart is mm. <laughs> <laughs> being of service <laughs> love that and then when do you feel the most alive mm. in my bedroom <laughs> <laughs> I love it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. So Scorpio of you to say. <laughs> yeah, that has me details. <laughs> that can be that can be a lot of in a lot of ways, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And then the last question is what's your favorite part about being a woman? Oh my emotions. Mm. Love a it. Paradox. Okay. Most people can be like, oh. My emotions are really crazy. And yeah, indeed they do. But yeah. <laughs> being able to feel them with the intensity that we are, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And then where can people listening find you online? Find out more about you. I am Let us know. at, <laughs> yes, I am at <laughs> It's Alice Olive.
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Openly Spoken. I know that there's an abundance of content online, so I really appreciate you giving me your ears today. If this episode shifted something for you, please share this with a friend and slash or write us a podcast review if you're listening to this on iTunes so that more people can find this. If anything shifted for you from this episode that you want to have a conversation about, I would love to hear from you. Just send me a DM over on Instagram at selfexpressedbabe, and that is in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.